Kevin Dixon, look at, look at Bryce. He just knows when to make a move, and he always seems like he's in the right place. And Dixon right now, no answer. That is Festus Legat of Iowa State making a move on the outside. Devin Dixon now gets it together, but Bryce Hoppel has all of the momentum. He's going to be an indoor and outdoor champion in the 800. Bryce Hoppel and another lifetime best. 144-41 for the Kansas Junior. That makes him number five all time in the 800 amongst collegians. Hey everyone, welcome to the first ever Runners Tribe podcast where we chat with some of the greatest athletes in the world and dive as deep as possible into their training and everything that goes with it. I'm Sam from RT and today we're catching up with the second fastest 800 meter runner in the world for 2020, Bryce Hopple. He has a PB of 143.23 set in Monaco last year. He's a two-time NCAA 800 meter champion and the seventh fastest American of all time over 800 meters. He's also the American indoor 1000 meter record holder. 216.27 in New York in February. He finished fourth in the 2019 World 800 Meter Champs and has a real shot at a medal in Tokyo. Welcome, Bryce, mate, to the first ever podcast with Runners Tribe. Lovely to have you on board. Hey, it's good to be on. Awesome, mate! Congratulations on the on the recent uh, 1000 Meter American record, uh, 216.27 New York on Feb 13. Uh, you're pretty confident leading into that race on, on an interview I watched with you and. Where does that confidence come from? Was that was that just uninterrupted training or innately confident? I think it was like a lot of interrupted training. Well, kind of like over these past years, I've been building confidence. But this was like the first time that I was like coming into a race. I was like, oh man, like I'm feeling great. Like everything's coming together. And like, I just want to get out there and see what I can do. And so I was kind of nervous, like going into that, like you're saying interviews beforehand. And I like started talking about like the American record. Cause like last year I had done the thousand meters for like the first time and probably like the first time doing it. I did it in college once and I got like third in the US all time. And I was like, oh shoot. So next year is the time to go. And so that was always like over that entire year, it was just always in the back of my mind. Like I, I want to go for that. And so the training all came together for it. And I was just excited to get out there. Right. And you know, when you say the training came together, like how, how long a stretch of, you know, uninterrupted training are we talking about here? You know, like years, you know, two, three years of you know, any injuries mixed in there or pretty much none? So I've never had like anything serious. I, there's like the occasional just like thing that'll knock me out for like a couple of days or maybe like a week, uh, but nothing's nothing's really come up. So I have been just kind of like years of interrupted training. We take like, I mean, it's a year round thing track because like indoor comes in the winter and then you have outdoor season that goes like about to start up now and then go all the way into all the way into like September. And so even in those down months where we don't have races, it's still just like, okay, like take a week off to let like kind of recover and stuff and just kind of do your own thing. And then you just get right back into the base phase of training and start getting ready for the next year. So it feels like it's just always going, going. So biomechanically, you, you, I mean, you sound pretty perfect, right? Like do you do a lot of like um, injury prevention work or is it just your body just flows naturally with perfect biomechanics? I So that's like what me and my trainer and coach kind of like joke around with. I think a lot of my college career, I just like never did anything. I was just like, uh, I never had to like deal with injuries, which I was like super thankful for, knock on wood and stuff. But that was always kind of like something I was blessed with, didn't have to really worry about it. But now like, I feel like as I get more into the intense training and kind of like pushing my body to the limits, I'll start having things pop up and it's like, oh, my calf is like a little bit tweaked. Like I was pushing it hard today. And so I feel like as I'm getting more and more pushing the, the margins of like trying to hit these faster times and stuff, the body kind of like 
pops up with like, oh, okay, like you can't hold on. We can't push it this hard. And so I think I'm starting to have to stay on top of it more. And that's where a lot of the kind of like nutrition and things come in. Just the little things where you got to make take care of your body has been coming in. Right. Do you, get, do you do much massage? Uh, Yeah. So I have been trying to do that like at least once a week, like coming from like not doing anything before. So once a week is kind of like good. And then I kind of just have my trainer work on something specific. Like so I'll say like my ankle was like hurting today. So I, I went in earlier today just to make sure like the, I forgot, it was like the perennial tendon or something that was like bothering me a little bit. And so he just kind of like touches on those things really. Gotcha. So, you know, obviously you've run faster now than um, Donovan Brazier over a thousand meters. Have you given him a bit of shit about that? <laughs> no, I mean, me and Dom are good friends. We we don't really talk smack, uh, but we're, we're coming up in this 15 together, kind of an off event for both of us that we're about to race. So, It'll be interesting to right. see what we do against each other. I mean, you're probably going to take a massive PB. You've run at uh, 347, I think. Um, Donovan maybe stopped 340 for sure, right? And so, um, you know, you're hoping to take a big chunk off that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go well beyond that. Uh, that time comes from, like, back in college. I was running, like, the doubles of – actually, like, the triple. I had the 8, the 15, and the 4x4 four four for the team. And so I was kind of just, like, the workhorse at that time, and I never really got to focus in on a 15. And now I'm going in with some of the best guys in the U.S. And so I think we're going we're gonna to see something something cool, hopefully. Awesome. All right, hey, let's just move over to college for a sec. You know, in Australia and kind of the rest of the world, and definitely in the U.K., New Zealand, Australia, there's, a, there's kind of this disconnect with going to college. A lot of our best athletes choose not to go to college because, you, know, you know, their coaches maybe believe that uh, you get over-raced and over-pushed in college and it's probably better to stay home and just train and and develop under their close guidance sort of thing. Whereas obviously you guys have a different culture. You know, how important were those years in Kansas? Uh, you obviously won two NCAA titles, but, you know, could you see yourself without college being where you are now? Uh, absolutely not. I feel like that's kind of like where I found my my place in track and field is kind of like coming here to KU. And my coach has really done a lot for me. I feel like it's his training and everything is what, what's got me to where I am. And because like high school for me, like, I mean, I have always kind of like looked up to the professionals and stuff, but high school track for me was just like, I'm hanging out with the guys, like just having fun out there. And then it didn't really become like a a passion of mine and like really focus in until I got here to college. And that's kind of like where I started learning the thick of it and really started like studying all the professionals and like looking at all this stuff. And so, no, it it definitely kind of helped me realize that track and field is a lot bigger than just like get out there and run with your friends. (laughs) But Right, right. And, you know, and there's no question about it in America, right? Like all the top guys pretty much go to college. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely a, a stepping stone into making it to the next stage, at least for how it goes for us. Uh, you forego one year of um, NCAA eligibility uh, to turn pro. Is that, was that a good move? I think so. It was actually a great move because, like, we didn't know COVID was going to come in the next year. And so I wouldn't have had a senior year anyway and probably not even had a contract and I probably wouldn't be running pro. And so I think that year that we decided to, it was like, oh man, we got not almost lucky, but uh, no, I think it was kind of the natural step that I was going to take anyway. Uh, we had the world championships coming up and I just had that season that kind of like got out of, out of perspective for me and I just kept riding along with it. And then all these opportunities came along and Adidas just did a lot for me and uh, I just couldn't be more happy to go with them. And we, 
we've just been kind of like cruising ever since working for bigger and better things right and so how did that contract come to pass did you um did you have an agent that went out and sought it for you or did it just kind of fall in full of pulling your lap sort of thing yeah so i think it was like because we were deciding we're like oh yeah like throughout that whole season my junior season we're like okay like i'll come back for my senior year because i mean i got to give my fourth year to kansas and then it did kind of just like pop up right there at the u.s championships it's like oh shoot like maybe we do have like these pro opportunities and my head coach here at kansas had a connection with my agents now he like went to school with him in arkansas and so they had been talking they're like hey like there's there's some stuff on the table here for like some opportunities for you to go pro and so that came up like the day of the final and then that next morning it was like hey like all right it's time for you to go pro like you just made the world team and uh just all transitioned so quickly and then before i knew it i was a professional track athlete <laughs> all right yeah awesome mate yeah um, um, look, I know it's a bit of a generic question, but I want to jump into the training and just go through pretty much a typical week uh, in your training during kind of, you know, not a week before a race or anything, but during a base period, say a few months away, um, when you're just trying to really put your head down, get some miles in and, and train hard. Um, and then I just want to kind of I'll get a bit diverted along the way and just um, go off into tangents and stuff. So yeah. if we can just run through a you know, normal week, what, what happens on a Monday? So Monday, so this actually stays consistent through even like training base phase and like getting ready for races i think the only thing that really changes is like our workouts and i'll kind of get into that but monday it's always just uh like a base run so i'll get in like my six to like seven mile run and we'll have like drills and stuff where it's like kind of just like stretching drills we'll get out on the field and kind of just make sure we're all warmed up for the for the base run and stuff and kind of get some ab work but mondays are pretty kind of just like a chill day just like you get in the those base miles, right? So how how many, how long will that be roughly? Uh, so I usually try to do like the guide in my head is let's see, six forty five is like okay, like this this is a good day, just like kind of shake things out. Uh, so it's I'm trying to do the math. I just try to make sure I get seven miles in like under forty five. It's kind of like my baseline, forty five minutes. Right and right. um, so you're pretty much just cruising just chatting to friends and yeah just kind of like hanging out and so i still run with a ku team and it, it kind of just based off of them too just kind of like conversationally how everyone's going with that sometimes like so this is a big part of my training as well like if i'm feeling good on a good day like say it's on a monday i'm like wow like i'm feeling really good i'll start pushing that base run and like try to get more out of it i guess and uh kind of maybe push the paces faster i mean I've seen myself get into like the five sometimes on those base runs. Like, although it's probably not smart, my coach is like, Hey, like, you need to chill out today. Uh, but I don't know. I've always just been like, my body's feeling good. Why not? Why not do those things? And so, uh, if it doesn't cause injury or give me kind of like tired for the next day, Tuesdays, which is our more important day as we get into that, uh, I kind of just go with it. And on the Monday, so you're staying off the hills on the Monday, getting ready, you know, trying to keep your legs fresh, or do you just not really pay much attention to that sort of stuff? You just, uh we don't really like it's kind of just like our coach actually is just like hey like what do y'all want to go run today and he'll just suggest to another athlete and let's say like hey let's go here it could be hilly or not we don't really like take in too much account into into that and it's kind of just like on a personal basis too like if i do want to reserve myself like coach says like hey okay tuesday is going to be really hard this week and then i'd be like okay like, i'll take monday easier and uh, kind of try to not hit those hills as hard or hit the pace as hard Nice. And then you spend a bunch of time just stretching and just, um, you know, doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's kind of like where the, where the drills are. It's just like, 
I don't know, a bunch of like dynamic drills where we're like walking, uh, we'll do some strides and kind of just, um, I don't know, just like the, the knee hold and everything like that. It just kind of like stretches and stuff, but. Um, all right. Tuesday and Tuesday is a session day. Yeah. So Tuesdays are day on the track. And so that was yesterday. And let's see, just for an example, it, it differs every day. I couldn't tell you like how my coach puts it into like what his methodology and stuff is. But yesterday I had like a mile. And so that's usually we have kind of like that, the rep that's kind of like a little bit longer. That's for the rest of the workout. And it kind of gets you warmed up. And then we went into like two by eight, two by six, two by four, and then two by three. And so we kind of just like, I I suppose they get like a little faster as we go into the slower or the, the shorter reps. And, uh, that's what we had on Tuesday. And so we pair that with our weight training. So Tuesdays are, is a weight day and it's kind of just like a really hard day to where like we're, we're getting everything out of our body. And, uh, that's what we had yesterday. And they one after the other, or is Tuesday like in the, in the PM in, in the Arvo and the sessions in the morning? Or uh, we usually go in the afternoon, just because like I'm still training with the college team, and so we work around everyone's like class schedules. And so we were at like one thirty yesterday. Sweet, and then weights are straight after. Yeah, just like right after. I usually maybe have like fifteen minutes of just make sure you recover, get your cool down and stuff after the intervals, and make sure you're good to go, and then hit the weight. And how's it? The college, how are the college kids are they? I heard you speaking in an interview saying that you, you get towed up sometimes by these college kids in sessions. Is that is that still happening with the longer stuff, but not really the quicker stuff, right? Uh, I've kind of like started to come along with them in the longer stuff, but it's it was weird. Like, so I my earlier years in college, like I was still performing really well, but in workouts for some reason, like I would always just get beat by all of them. Like I'd probably be in like more of the back of the pack, but my coach and I would just joke around. I was like, dude, like you're an awful, like awful at working out, but you just like come around when it comes to racing. And so that was kind of like something that I struggled with in like my freshman and sophomore year. And it wasn't really until that junior year that I like, started doing really good that I was starting to like take the workouts and like kind of push the pace for the other guys and stuff. And that's kind of like when I came around to like, Oh, like, okay, I'm starting to do good at workouts as well. And that, that was probably a big, a big point to where I started performing even better. So yeah, right. So you're much more of a racer than a than a trainer, hey? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I think overall, now I think I'm I'm a good trainer as well, but it took me time to learn it and get better at it. So Right. So uh, let's jump into the weights that you do on a Tuesday. Are these uh, heavy weights with low reps, uh, or are they, you know, high reps, low weight sort of thing? Um Yep. I would say we kind of just like find a balance. Like it's definitely just trying to build that like strength on legs. We do like we kind of stay away from upper body. I was just talking to this one of my friends like, oh, we don't do a lot of upper body work. So we're like mainly working the legs. Like my first, we'll do like three sets of like, well, so we have like three different things and we'll do like, we'll do it in sets of like three different workouts. So like say my first set is like, okay, we'll do squats and it'll be like 10 reps and I'll probably do like, I'm trying to do the, trying to picture the waist that I'm doing. I don't know how specific you want to get. Like maybe like 185 pounds or something. We'll do 10 reps of that and then we'll move into like, like pull-ups and then maybe i don't know just like something else and so we do that three times and then we move on to like the next set of three things and we'll do like hang clings it'll be like usually like the heavier thing like it'll be the main thing so the squat was like the main thing of the three and then you'll move into the next three things and like hang clings will kind of be the main thing and you'll just have like easier things that go along with that 
I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but uh, yeah, that's good. And and do you think that weight session, like, I mean, are you wobbling out of there? You know, struggling to walk straight? Are you? Is it an exhausting type session, or is it? Are you holding back a bit? And... Uh, so I think early in the season right now, it's definitely like I'm wobbling out of there. It's pretty an exhausting session, uh, especially early season is when we really kind of like focus on the weights. But obviously, when we're like starting to get more into the important races, we'll that's when we kind of start laying off into the things, and we'll start doing more like kind of like lighter weight and more reps and like maybe quicker, more explosive stuff in the weight room. And so I think in those base phases, you're also kind of like building on that heavy weight and just really trying to get your legs strong and uh, kind of just like tapers off as you go deeper into the season. So what are you deadlifting? Uh, we don't ever do deadlift, but like, <laughs> shoot, I've never like tried to max out, but um, I'm trying to like, getting like close to 200 pounds on my squats for like 10 reps. And so that's like the only like, yeah, that. I give you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, you know, so Tuesday, Arvo, you know, two, six hundreds, two, four hundreds, two, three hundreds. And I'm presuming that the three hundreds are pretty much at 800 pace. The four hundreds are, you know, maybe a bit slower than eight pace and the six hundreds are a bit slower than eight pace. Is that accurate? Yeah. So I can probably like remember like, all the times if you want to like hear them all from yesterday at least Let's do it. so i think yeah. like the mile we went i did like 435 and then for the first for the first eight i think it was like 212 and then the second eight was 207 for the sixes it was like 130 i think it was like 131 and then 128 and then the fours were 56 and then 53 and then threes i don't remember the threes i remember the last three was 38 i don't remember what the first one was but 38 that, did you say the last one yeah that was the last three and um what are the recoveries here it's usually just two minutes i think was the recovery that we're doing on those um right it's yeah it's usually around like two and then some workouts will be like two and a half i'm not whoa yeah, Wednesdays are actually favorite day because it's like the easy day, kind of just same as Monday. We can make it like very identical to Monday, kind of just do that same base run. Uh, and so it's kind of like a required off day for the the college guys. And so we don't have like a meeting for practice. And so we kind of use that as like, okay, like Wednesday. For me personally, I take like every other Wednesday off just to like make sure I'm getting well recovered. Uh, but when I do have my Wednesday sessions, I'll just do – pretty much identical to Mondays and uh, just make sure I'm getting in those base miles, do like another seven mile run or shorter if I'm not feeling as great and uh, kind of just like an optional recovery day. Cause got to make sure you're well rested. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and do you, are you doing all these with heart rate monitors and stuff or is it just a feel? Uh, so I, I feel like I personally do a lot of it just like off a of feel. My coach kind of keeps track and record of everything. I know a lot of my teammates are like big Strava guys and like they'll post all their stuff, but I've, I've never been one for like wearing a watch and stuff. I kind of just like go off of how I feel and I feel like that's kind of how I had a lot of success with it. And so because like when I do wear a watch, I feel like I start pushing myself too much and I'll be like looking at the pace and like, oh, like six flats feeling pretty good. Like, let's see if I can go 530. And it's like, oh, 530 is still looking good. And so I start pushing myself unnecessarily rather than like listening to my body and going off of that. Right, and days like Wednesday where it's just, you know, one easy run, what, what's happening the rest of the day? You're just chilling out playing Xbox? 
Usually, uh, kind of just like, yeah, <laughs> a lot of Xbox kind of just hanging around. I mean, we'll go do some outdoor activities. I like personally, I like to get outdoors, especially now that the sun's coming out and it's getting warmer. Uh, kind of doing like active recovery with. I got really into spike ball recently, and so I feel like doing and staying active through that and like kind of like a passive but active recovery uh, is something that I really like to do because it keeps the body moving. You're not just like sitting there on the couch being being like a potato. <laughs> uh thursday what happens thursday thursday is similar to wednesday and friday but thursday has we have 204 and so it's kind of like a speed day uh we kind of just like tack on six 200s and uh it's also like a day that we usually before like before we travel to go to meets and stuff and so it'll be depending on that but for the 200s we kind of just like start out at like a solid pace for the first two and we'll be like I don't know. He starts out at like 26 for those twos. And the next one, it's like, okay, like start, start getting quicker, 25, 24s. And then for the last two, it's like, okay, like let's see what we can do and maybe start racing with the teammates and stuff. But I can usually get down into like the 23s and maybe hit like high 22s once. But I usually hover around in the 23s for those last 200s. And it's kind of just like, let's see, kind of like make sure we're sharp on the speed and stuff. But then we kind of get right back into those base runs right after the twos, and so kind of shake it out of the legs and make sure. So you do so you do six twos with you know two minutes recovery. Is that right? I think it's two recovery. He usually for those since it's not like really a workout, and we're kind of just like working on the speed. He'll like let us recover how like how needed, and so because he really wants to get what we can out of our legs for those twos, and so it can be longer, it can be shorter, like. Usually it's shorter because I'll be like, okay, like it was just 200. Like, let's go again, coach. Like, I'm ready to get going again. And uh, sometimes my teammates will get mad at me for that because <laughs> I know might recover faster than them. But uh, yeah. we kind of just like go based on that. It's more of a free, free form thing rather than the Tuesdays are like he has like a structure of recovery and everything. And um, and you go back into you said you do a bit of a long run after the twos. Is that right? Yeah, we kind of, it's like another base run day. And I just, I picture it as like, we just have the twos added on to like a, like a Monday or Wednesday type thing. And so that's just like how Thursday differs from those, I guess. Oh, and then we actually, so Thursday is, is also a weight day. So we'll just do uh, the, the weights will be like our second of three for the week. And uh, that's like the Thursday weights is different from Tuesday and Saturday. Cause I feel like Tuesday and Saturday, like also workouts that are like tough running, but Thursday is just that base run and we'll do more like, not like a recovery weight session, but it's more just like body. We kind of stay away from like the heavy lifting. Like we don't use like the squat racks or anything. It's kind of just like body weights and like, I don't know, like single leg squats, like just on our own and, uh, kind of like active stretching, like while also doing strength stuff, I guess, if that makes any sense. All right. So so the um, you know, so Thursday, so the weights sound like on Thursday that they're kind of focused on you know glute activation, glute strength, kind of you know stuff to keep you injury free, really, right? Yeah, kind of working on like flexibility and strength at the same time, rather than like really just trying to build strength like on Tuesday. Awesome. All right, and then Friday, Friday's a chill day. Yeah, Friday, same as Monday and Wednesday. Uh, no, yeah, it's it's another kind of like the chill ones. I feel like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are kind of just like the boring days. You don't really have much going on with those. Uh, kind of just like another seven-mile run. That's what I usually try to – I try to like – seven is the goal. I'll usually like drop down to six. I'm not feeling good. Uh, 
maybe I don't normally go up to eight just because like I don't do or I'm not like really needed that much mileage and that's like what I'm at right now but obviously as the season goes on I'll probably start dropping down to like those five and six mile runs rather than the seven and uh right. yeah that is just nice and we, yeah and do you ever have a day off like um you know completely off yeah that's the that's the optional wednesday thing so we could that's what i was saying like i'd either do a run on wednesday or i'll like take the wednesday just completely off to to really because right. the college, college athletes all just have wednesday completely off right yeah because that's like when we don't meet for practice so those are usually just like runs on my own when i do run right um I'm guessing saturday is going to be a, temp, a threshold tempo type run is that right yep that was a good guess <laughs> we do we got tempo stuff surprisingly my coach has me doing like five mile tempos right now and so i mean up until this year i'd never gotten that high uh usually i'll like stay in the threes and fours so five is kind of new i think it's another thing of just like all right we're starting to trying to push my boundaries see see how far i can go uh but for those we usually just like keep a consistent pace I guess maybe start the first mile out a little slower and then uh, just to get the legs going and then we'll really get into it. But those guys, that's still kind of like where I'm trying to get strong in, but they'll they'll drag me to like, they're going like 455s. I can usually hover around like the low fives, like 505 and maybe on an off day, like drop back to the 510s. But that's usually what we're trying to do for like the five mile tempos. And you're trying to prevent your heart rate going above its kind of threshold zone, or are you um, are you literally just running to feel and you know, I think yeah, never, I think he used to kind of like keep us in that threshold zone, uh, but now it's kind of just like get the work in. Like he has a set pace for us, and again, I think it's just more on like a individual basis, just because he has a, a big college team to worry about, and it'd be hard to like monitor each person. And so, I guess with me, he does kind of like tend to my needs a little bit more like oh, how are you feeling with that and stuff and kind of like adjust accordingly uh but no i think it's kind of just like all right let's get out there and get the tempo in nice and yeah. how, how important is this tempo day you know to you do you, like, do you, do you view this as the as, as a key element for you i think it's it's helped a lot especially i mean i haven't really talked a lot we're gonna see how this 15 goes but if this 15 goes well i think we'll kind of start seeing me do more of like doubles and like not doubles, but like kind of switching between the eight and the 15, just cause like, I feel like I'm more versatile than just the 800. I mean, 800 is kind of like the bread and butter, uh, but it definitely makes getting in those mileage and at that pace, it makes the 800s feel not like effort, effortless, but it makes it like feel easy and controlled. So like through that 800, I can kind of just like get through it and do what I need to do rather than like be straining to hit those times. And so I think having that strength behind it really makes the makes the eights kind of just like oh that's that's all we got, <laughs> right? I mean you de- you definitely look like more of a fifteen eight guy than a four eight guy, even though you've you know I think you've clocked about a forty five second in a relay. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's I I think I hit like forty five or yeah forty five eight to get us like nationals one time for the four by four. And so I mean I've I've never done very well in the open. Like I don't know how to come in the, out of the blocks and stuff, but. I think I don't know. We could go either way. I feel like if we focused on one or the other, I could I could be successful in the four or the fifteen. Uh, yeah. I was like, eight's going so well. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Is like, is the desire there to be a fifteen runner, or is it you know, is it sometimes eight hundred purists really don't want to stray? You know, 
I, th- I feel like there's always been like a secret agenda of my coach to make me into a 15 runner just because like I've always kind of come from that strength side, but I'm still kind of like pushing it off. Like that'll be something down the road uh, just because like, I don't know, eights have come more naturally to me and I think we'll see it soon, but kind of still just right. holding off. <laughs> so just getting back to the pure speed stuff for a sec, obviously, you know, the, the 23 second 200s that you dropped down to on the, on the you know, the last few apps or whatever, whatever the, um, is that the the main sort of speed work? Like, is there any kind of sixty meter, hundred meter, you know, sprints or run throughs or strides, or whatever you call them, um, that you do on a regular basis? Yeah, so we'll do like not on a regular basis. So like, kind of saying how like we adjust throughout the season as we're coming into like to the faster stuff and like the championship races. So like those Thursdays, we'll kind of turn into we'll start doing like four two hundreds and then do like forty meter sprints or. I think they're like 50 meters. I'm not sure how long exactly, but then we'll do like four of those. And so he does adjust it those Thursdays into getting kind of like the quicker sprints and like looking at our form and kind of like adjusting uh, how we look on that and like our speed. And so that is kind of like one of the adjustments that he makes for kind of getting down to the quicker stuff. Right. Gotcha. All right. And moving on to Sunday. Sunday long runs, probably my least favorite day just because like it takes forever, but that's our long run day. I usually usually stay around 10 that's like what i do for most of the year and then i don't know it's long to me uh but and then we go later into the year and start dropping down to nine and eight uh but kind of just like just the run we don't really do anything else kind of like on so monday wednesday friday we do like those drills and like making sure we're all stretched and stuff but sunday is like we just get out there do the long run and that's that's it for the day i guess like we'll go and see the trainer and make sure i'm doing well and stuff but Kind of just the the long run is what we focus on. <laughs> and you're pretty chill with Sorry. Oh, all the other guys got like 14 and 16 miles, so it's it's long run to them. I don't know like what 10 is to a lot of the other runners listening and stuff, but long to me. <laughs> are you pretty are you pretty shattered after that 10 miles on a Sunday, or is it just a pretty casual thing? Uh, it's like I usually kind of like it's more of a recovery thing too, like. I've never really like actually like now as I talk more with like people about like my training and stuff like I'm haven't like really become aware of the purpose of a lot of things in my training I kind of just like go along with it and my coach I trust my coach to know like it's everything's helping me uh but yeah I kind of just use it as like a just a chill nice 10 mile run not really straining or anything nice um Bryce it's been chat you know um a few interviews about um you know, Brazier getting getting close to that world record at some stage. You know, he's obviously he's run one forty two thirty four. You know, which is, I guess, from uh, perspective over here, maybe it's like it's a long way off one forty point nine one. But is there is there a, a feeling in America, you know, in the in the elite circles that this is, you know, you guys are working, you're chipping away at that, and you have what it takes to get down to sub one forty one. No, I think, I think this year is going to be a special year, especially with like being Olympic year. Uh, I don't know, like, obviously I don't know like how Donovan's training and everything is going, but for me, I think everything has been training upwards. And so that like breakout, I don't know if it's like a breakout, but like I hit that 143.20, just like Monaco coming out of like COVID and stuff are the, the lockdowns here. And that was just like based off of training. Like normally I like have to do races and kind of like sharpen up on that and make sure that I'm coming along with it. Uh, but I don't know, like to me and kind of like how things have been going, I think we are going to start seeing some of those faster times, especially with Donovan, just kind of like the way 
he I, I watched some like the podcast and stuff that he's in and it's always just like not that like people have like secret stuff under wraps but i don't know i feel like it is kind of like we're we're trying to run some fast things and i think we'll see some cool stuff at the, the olympic trials because i mean obviously i'm trying to make the team but i'm also trying to go for that win and i think it's a it's a special thing and a fun thing that me and donovan kind of like try to push each other over here in the u.s races and so i'm excited for it right and how i mean how tough is the olympic trials i mean obviously you need to get top three to make the team uh and you know i guess you like you and your coach really kind of targeting that as a peak or you bearing in mind that there is the olympics you know pretty much after that no yeah so a lot of our focus is the trials like when we're building my schedule and everything it's like okay like i want to go to this race i want to go to this race i want to running the Doha Diamond League and he's like nope like we have the trials like you can't go over to Doha right now because I want you to focus on the trials and so that is like where all of our focus is right now it's it's not something you can take for granted you you have a lot of special talent over here in the U.S. especially like with these collegian guys they're kind of popping up out of nowhere not out of nowhere but you have these names like Cole Hawker and uh the other Oregon guys that are kind of starting to pop off in the NCAA and so you never know like kind of just how I kind of rose out of very quickly out of the NCAA, you can kind of have guys come along with that. And so you always got to be on your toes and ready to compete with anyone when it comes to the Olympic trials. Sure. Uh, in terms of, um, mate, just the visual, the, uh, the mental side, the visualization work that you do um, leading into something big like the trials or the Olympics, or so say the world champs, you know, how much work do you put into that kind of um, mental side of the sport, you know, um, or is it something that is just not, you know, a lot of athletes literally spend no time on it, you know, they just think about the race for 10 seconds and then get on that line. How do you go about it? Yeah, so are you saying, like, as the race is approaching or, like, kind of just, like, throughout training, thinking about it and stuff? Yeah, just, just you know, like, say the week leading up to a race. Yeah, you know, I feel like by the time the – so this is kind of how I approach things. Like, by the time it's like we're coming up to, like, the week of the race, I'm, like, already done thinking about it. It's like, okay, it's time to go now, like – I've done everything that I need to at this point. It's like, at this point, I'm going to just go out there and run and have fun. And so by that point, I'm not really thinking about it much. Like I'm, I'm done with the visual visualization. And, uh, I think most of it comes along during my training. And so those runs on my own, uh, like on the Wednesdays or maybe on like the days when I'm still with the team, but I'll start pulling away and running on my own. I'll be like thinking about those things. I'll start thinking like kind of picturing myself in the Olympic trials going for the win and stuff. And that's when, like, that's when I'm visualizing. That's kind of like what pushes me and like drives me to do better in my training is thinking about things like that. And by the time the the races come around in that week of, like, I'm already I'm already set. Like, I know what I need to do, and that's when I'm like starting to have fun because the racing is the fun part. So right. that's how I visualize it. All right, mate. We're going to wrap it up in a sec, but most most great athletes have uh, amazing parents behind them. How? How special are yours? You know, are they? Do they go to great extremes as a kid to to get you kind of on the right track here? Uh, I know your dad's a, a minor league baseball coach, but um, how you know how pivotal were they, and how you know were they obsessed with your development as an athlete as much as you were? Yeah, they were. They were just like so. They just helped foster just a love for sports in general. Like, obviously, I found my my spot in track and field kind of late in. In, in things and like late in high school and stuff but I feel like a passion for sports was just like distilled in us like with my sisters as well like we were just taught to like work hard and like anything was possible if we just like put our mind to it and so I think a lot of that and uh especially with my sister kind of like doing big things before me 
they taught her a lot of stuff. And then I could, now I'm looking up to my big sister. She's winning like NCAA championships in basketball. And so I had the, like, I was fortunate enough to like look up to someone so close to me that was being successful and kind of just like follow along with that. And so they just did an incredible job with making sure that we had a, a passion for something. And uh, that's definitely what I, what I owe a lot to them is they just, I don't know, help me find my way in, in life. <laughs> Mate, do you know do you know Elliot Giles? Um, you know, obviously dropped a, a huge bomb indoors over eight hundred the other day, uh, the other month, I should say. But are you mates with him? No, yeah, he's a great guy. I actually had the like opportunity to we race a couple times and like kind of talk because like we're all in the same space, like in the hotels and stuff. And so he was a really nice guy and fun to talk to. Uh, I think we raced each other in like Croatia and maybe at Doha. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a great guy. I been meaning to like look into his story because i saw something on world athletics where i was like oh wow like that that about something about him but like i need to go look into that because like his story sounded incredible and so yeah i mean we're getting him on the podcast in a few weeks so uh so it should be cool and you know i was reading that he literally trains like you know he only runs three to four times a week um really yeah has the other days yeah i'm going to go into much more detail when i grab him on the podcast but um definitely interesting story there I want to see how that works. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool how versatile or like, not versatile, how much of variety you can get in between runners and what works for them. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, I've met eight hundred runners over the years that do you know hundred mile weeks, you know, up to that, and then others that like Donovan. Maybe I mean, what would he do? Like thirty, thirty five yeah. mile max sort of thing. Yeah, that's. I don't understand how that works for him either, but I guess everyone just has their own way about going going about things. Yeah. <laughs> just loaded with speed, I guess. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's been lovely having you on. Um, before one last little question, just you know, I can't leave you without just bringing up the shoe thing. You know, what are your views on the new shoes? You know, how much of a role they're playing with a lot of the times we've been seeing. Um, do you have do you have a view on that? Uh, I have like trying to think thinking about like what what's my view on that. I think a lot of the development has been like the athletes. I feel like we just have like a lot of great athletes pushing like all the times right now. I guess like there might be a slight edge with like the new shoes, like the super shoes and everything. But like I've been in like those marathon shoes and like sure, like they feel good and then like maybe run a little bit faster. But I think a lot of it's like a mental thing, at least for me, like I'm not just going to like all of a sudden become a great like marathoner or like just crushing tempos now that I'm in like the, new like adidas like bouncy shoes or anything uh but i'm not sure if like i guess it's cool that we're pushing the limits to like make athletes faster uh but i don't know I've, I've, i'm still trying to like put my view together on what i think about him i haven't like had much experience with him so yeah it definitely feels like there's been a massive shift in american 800 and middle distance and distance running you know like um, back, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s, there weren't really Americans in those, in those kind of pushing for spots in World Champ Finals. Right? And everything's changed. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I, I don't know. Jeez, this keeps popping up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's. I'll be interested to see if like, like there's there's spikes now that are coming out, right? That are like supposed to be. I haven't looked into. Yeah, yeah. Like, Trying not to like mention names or anything, but <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. Mate, lovely to have you on. You've got a race coming up we haven't talked about yet on um I believe in about ten days, April twenty four, April twenty five. Is that in up in um Oregon? Is that fifteen hundred? 
yeah so doing it for like i think it's been my first 1500 like maybe two years now a little over two years and so i mean the goal is to like get the olympic standard so kind of shooting for 335 i think i think i'm around there my fitness has been great and so we'll, we'll see how it goes so if there's a bit of an over under betting would probably put the over under maybe 337 <laughs> yeah yeah i think you'd be taking the under on that one I'll be taking the under for sure. Nice, nice. Just because, like, I've never had, like, I've never been in a competitive fifteen either. Like, it's always been something that I've just had, like, do on my own, and probably like after an eight, and then I don't know. I'm I'm excited for it though. Like, especially with the guys that I get to race, I always get excited to like race with with Donovan and I think like Craig's in it, and a lot of the great like fifteen guys. I think Johnny. Wait, who is it? Oh, Charlie Bryce. He's like a great, uh, great yeah, brain. Okay, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Is um Jake Whiteman's not in there? That's not a name that I heard. Um, but that'd be cool. Oh, I'm good friends with Jake Whiteman too. That's yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, um, it, you know the Brits have a lot of good runners coming through. Hey, so yeah, definitely in the fifteen, the oh, in the eight as well. Yeah, it's yeah for sure. Britain. Yeah, Great Britain and, and, and American middle distance is is going off right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mate, lovely. Um, good luck for the 15. Good luck for the Olympic trials. Lovely to catch up again at some stage. And um, yeah, it's been been awesome. Yeah, it was great. Great being on.